0: what's up beautiful people and welcome to she prays first podcast i am Janiah, your host internet bestie and sister in christ the purpose of this podcast is to help you deepen your relationship with jesus christ and become rooted in the word of god Each week, we will deep dive into some interesting topics, analyze Bible passages, and have some amazing conversations with guests along the way. I pray that God uses this podcast to help us all gain a deep craving and desire to learn, love, and live his word so that we can be able to experience the fullness of his peace, mercy, and grace. So pull up a seat, turn up the radio, headphones, or whatever you're listening on, and let's get into it. Happy Wednesday, everybody, if you're listening to this on a Wednesday, but if not, then happy whatever day it is today. You guys are really going to enjoy today's episode as I get to speak with a new friend and sister in Christ who I actually met on TikTok. So today, Bethany and I were able to speak to each other about remaining faithful in a secular world or a world that seems to have no faith at all. And so we both know firsthand how hard it is as young people to pick up our crosses and deny ourselves daily. And just that effect that it can have on your social life, Friendships and even some relationships. So, join us today as we discuss all things secular music and denying your flesh. And a huge shout out goes to Bethany for joining me in today's episode. But without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Welcome, Bethany, to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I'm very excited to be here.
0: And so, before I guess we get started, um I just want to go ahead and ask you a little icebreaker question. I like to ask this, and of course, you know, for the uh, listeners put us on to something you know nice so what's something that you've really been enjoying lately whether it's music food something about on amazon like what's just something that's been at the top
1: of your list lately wow that is such an easy question but i'm gonna take a second (laughs) this is abstract but i'm just gonna say candles for some i'm not someone who was very big on candles but recently um i've been buying them and it's just very it's very peaceful and right aromatherapy type
0: what scents have you been like getting
1: i found one in my house that kind of like had me start um not listening to candles wow um <laughs> lighting candles and it was tree scent so it was kind okay. of it was kind of i guess christmas themed um i don't know how to explain because it wasn't like fall it was more like oak trees type and now right. i have this one from a family friend she started her own business um and it's just i don't know what scent it is but it's like essential oils like the wax melts into okay. essential oil so it's pretty cool yeah
0: but, i know yeah. i have a candle lit right now i think it's like pumpkin <laughs> something pumpkin mm. something i don't know it just smells like very warm it smells like fall to me very on it smells on wild, brand. So like right yes. Yes. so that's amazing one of my favorite things right now let me think right um <laughs> but one of my favorite things lately has been oh body scrubs Ooh, i have been oh yeah tree hut the brand tree hut i've been obsessed with their body scrubs and i know dove has some but it's not called body scrubs, it's called like body polish and i have been in love with them so that's just something that i'm definitely holding on to for the rest of i don't know what so,
1: <laughs> i scrubs? use those a lot too mm-hmm. i use tree hut too i get them from like walmart and stuff i think it's also has Hull, a lot about. too yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah, Ulta usually
0: hard. has a lot because I would try to get mine from Target. Cause I don't have an Ulta near me, so I guess it's Target. Mm-hmm. But Ulta usually has more. But anyways, <laughs> off of the um off of the icebreaker, so I'm very familiar with you as far as it goes with TikTok and how you just do an amazing job at being vocal about your love for God and where you are currently on your journey. Um but for any of the listeners who don't really know you um that well, kind of just inform us and share with us what you do, who you are, and just a little bit of your testimony on how God led you to where you are today.
1: Sure. Um, for all the listeners, my name is Bethany. I am 22. I just graduated from college. I think that after college, I had a very real, um, encounter with God. Um, I was raised in the church, but I just don't think that the roots ran deep enough because once I got to college, I took off running and, um, I think it happens very often, but, um, I was not strong enough and I, you know, I was in the world and um, God still was pursuing me the entire time. And I think after graduating and just entering the real world, because college can really be a bubble and, you know, graduating and entering the real world, um, I just had a really, a very strong encounter with his love and and understanding that even after everything that I did, um, all the times that I rejected him, all the times that I decided to live my life how I wanted to live it. he he still loved me and he didn't see me any different. And um, it was just something, it was very, it was very heavy feeling. I was sitting right here on my floor. I was just crying. And I was like, God, Mm -hmm. why do you love me? Like I, I'm dirt. Like I'm scum. Like I am so untrustworthy. Like I've forsaken you so many times you haven't left me. And I think in that moment, I really realized everything that I grew up on, but it just, again, the roots didn't run deep enough. And yeah, ever since then, I just, I've been dedicated to try to share the love of God. And, um, when it comes to TikTok, it's funny because I had two accounts prior and, um, one of them had almost 30,000 followers. The second one had 10,000 followers and I was just doing the most, um, in the worst, in the worst way. And, um, I was very insecure and I, you know, over the years had found worth in my body. So I was obviously participating in very provocative trends and dancing for attention and male validation. And, um, you know, God led me to delete both those accounts. And I wanted to start a TikTok, honestly, just to practice professing my faith because it's something mm-hmm. I struggle with is being bold in my faith. And then I just think I woke up one day and like I was gaining a following and I was like, God, like, what are you doing? But I was like, you know, <laughs> one, one thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure I use this account for you because all my other accounts Um, We're self-glorifying and he's definitely just blessed me with a platform where I feel comfortable sharing my faith and on top of that just being vulnerable vulnerable about the real struggles that Christians face in their everyday lives because people think it's like all rainbows and butterflies and you know it's really not and you know Christians struggle because you know like you're becoming an entirely new person because Christ is changing us from the inside out and um, that's just a bit of my journey and how God is using TikTok to not only help others, but help myself and kind of gain fellowship across the internet as we're experiencing now, because I know I met you through Mm -hmm. TikTok. So um, yeah, he's doing amazing things and I'm just happy to be a part of it. And I'm happy that he's using me to do something, whatever it is, I don't care, but as long as it's for his glory, you know.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. And I know I talked about this in a podcast episode that I had with someone else. But it's honestly just amazing seeing the ways God will use us. Because I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, if you would have told me a year ago, that I was gonna be doing a Christian podcast, and just all the stuff that I'm doing, I completely would have laughed in your face. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> be honest with you, I literally just would have laughed in your face. And so it's just amazing how um God really just works in mysterious ways. Like, literally. Right. We- we have no clue but it's it's there and he knows exactly what he has planned for right. us and so that's that's just the craziest thing about it mm-hmm. but um i know the video that originally like caught my eye on your tiktok channel was the one where you made the decision to cut out secular music and i think in this specific video mm-hmm. you had been off of secular music for a month which i thought was amazing cuz that was right. kind of at the beginning of my like i guess secular music type journey where I'm just kind of like, okay, I need to separate myself, you know, from that. And so it's like a lot of times really don't realize how the things that we take in like music, television, social media, and you know, sometimes even people can just affect what we put out and ultimately how we serve God. So Mm -hmm. what would you say really led you to call an end to secular music in your life?
1: Um, I think there are definitely multiple things. Um, Again, I was raised in the church. My dad is a very devout Christian. and although he listens to secular music, it's more so the old Temptations and Stevie Wonder, and they're talking about yeah. love and things that, you know, you can argue align with God's creation and how he meant the world to be. Um, but he was very big on secular music and um, he was not happy with, you know, what we were listening to growing up. And he would tell us all the time, because one thing I really appreciate about my dad is he was very um, vocal about spiritual the spiritual realm and how, mm-hmm. We fight battles in the spirit and, you know, I'm very grateful for him. So from a very young age, I understood that, you know, the enemy uses different tools and tactics to, um, you know, allow it, prompt us to open a door where he can come in. So I have this very early memory. This is like kind of a tangent, but I have a very early memory. I was in my room (laughs) and I shared a room with my two sisters and we were watching the BET awards and Beyonce was performing and my dad is very much sorry to the beehive my dad is very oh, much just anti-bee, um, anti-bee. <laughs> um and i remember being in high school um i was probably a freshman and he came in mind you i was also on the phone with a friend who wasn't saved and she heard the whole thing but he came in very yeah. upset like
0: okay. you're not
1: you, like you're not gonna listen to this in my house and like you don't understand what you're allowing to enter in and like look what she's wearing mm. and like how she's dancing and like is this an example you want to set and he was just very upset and i think he was also going through it but it's something that i never forgot um but kind of just to fast forward, so in college, I was listening to all the things, you know, all the hip. And it's hard because I think also just being Black, like hip-hop yeah. and rap is really just like wrapped up in our culture.
0: Culture, um, exactly. Exactly.
1: And a lot of the times I think we can all attest to the fact that sometimes we don't even listen to the words. Like for me, I'm a very musical person. Like if that beat sounds good, I will bow my head. I will bow my head. (laughs) And like, I was learning that a lot of the songs that I was listening to, like I didn't even know what they were saying. So um, when I made that decision to follow Christ and give him everything, like I meant everything. And I think in the beginning of my journey, I was very hungry and I still am. But, you know, again, having that moment of like, God, like I'm disgusting and you still love me. Like I'm going to give you my everything. I knew that there were certain things I had to cut off so that I could hear him clearly. And music was Mm -hmm. one of those things. And throughout my life, I had tried to do it many times. um, But this time I deleted it. Like I deleted Mm -hmm. it off both of my music platforms um, because it, it all boils down to what you listen to, it feeds your heart. And like the Bible talks a lot about how we have to guard our hearts and how out of the the heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, what we're letting into our ears, we're letting into our souls is what's going to come out of us. And
0: um,
1: the question boiled down to is what I'm listening consistent to God's word. And more often than not, the answer was just completely no. Like um, obviously there are different types of secular music that isn't blatantly like, anti Right. But for the most part, very popular music out today, Megan Thee Stallion and Drake um, and Cardi B and Future and all yeah. these rappers, all they really talk about is violence, sex. Um, and I have to ask myself, like, what am I feeding myself and what am I allowing in and how is it affecting me? Um, and in that video you're talking about, it was about six months where I had decided to cut out all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the results were just stunning. Like for one, um, I used to have really bad comparison issues with body image. And when I wasn't filling my ears with, oh, slim, thick, body, yada, yada, yaddy, like (sighs) my self-comparison issues had had, um, decreased tremendously. Like my bad habit of cussing had decreased tremendously. The spirit of lust in my life decreased tremendously. And on top of that, I just felt close to God because I knew that this decision first of all was a personal conviction i do believe that every christian should ask themselves that like i'm not saying i'm not saying that um because it was a personal conviction doesn't mean that you shouldn't consider because i do think everyone should really take a moment and consider like okay what am i listening to like for me it was very much if i'm chilling in my room and i have my speaker playing this music do I think my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would be able to sit here comfortably in my room and hang out with me? Or would he have to be like, I'm yeah. holy, I'm holy and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in the same room as this. So that's kind of what I um, envisioned when I was deleting certain songs. Like would I be able to sit in a room with Jesus Christ and play this and feel comfortable mm-hmm. and not be looking to style like, is he gonna leave? So that's kind of um, a bit of the journey. And it's definitely felt like a sacrifice. Like it hasn't been easy because again, when you want to feel um upbeat and up to date i think it's difficult because a lot of the times when you want to stay up to date with the current trends a lot of that is music because again music is a huge part of our culture um mm-hmm. so it, it felt like a sacrifice sometimes because I, sometimes i feel like oh i'm missing out on the latest new drake album and the yeah. latest new kanye album but i'm like at the end of the day like is it worth my relationship with Jesus if that's if this is one thing I have to give up like what is what am I really losing if anything I'm gaining
0: right um, exactly so
1: that's a bit about my equity music journey and sometimes like I've cheated but I've listened to like old Justin Bieber when he was like 12 so not yeah, his current stuff. Exactly. like Olivia Rodrigo, because again I think it I think mm-hmm. that is where personal conviction that's where personal conviction comes in right um so but yes for the most part I just want to surround my ears with godly content because mm-hmm. I want that to be poured into me so that i can pour that out into others Um, yeah oh yeah
0: and so like like you kept saying that personal conviction aspect is very important but that does not mean just because you're not convicted don't have discernment because Mm. there are different you know branches of secular music i know like just recently with all the stuff that's been going on you can easily separate uh Travis Scott from an Adele, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like having discernment. It's like the way I picture it. Same way you said, would Jesus be, you know, sitting on my bed listening to this song with me? Would Jesus want to ride in the car if I'm like blasting Kodak Black? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like having mm-hmm. discernment and actually being considerate of what you're taking into your body because that. Like, the things that we go through, they do affect how we, at the end of the day, serve God's kingdom. I can't remember exactly what the verse was, but I know I was reading recently, and it was, um, I want to say it was somewhere in, I hate trying to guess, I'm not going to guess, but basically somewhere in the Bible, um, it was when... (laughs) Was it okay? It may have been Matthew chapter five or six, because I know it was doing a sermon on the Mount. Um, And mm. there's a part where he's talking about murder. And, mm. you know, we all know what murder is, but he branched out and went in to talk about anger. And was talking about, you know, like, if you're angry at a brother of sis- a brother or sister, and you know, you're just trying to put that anger to the side and go give an offering to God. No, mm. go, you know, forgive them and get that right first because ultimately you harboring that anger and you harboring, you know, that negativity or terrible influence in your heart is going to affect how you serve God and how you honor That's God. Good. So That's it's really just about truly being considerate and truly being, you know, cognizant of what exactly, mm. you know, we're taking
1: into our bodies. Right. I agree. And then I think the second scope of that for me was also just understanding that a lot of these artists just like unapologetically are Uh antichrist. They're unapologetically devil, devil worshipers. And I think it's become kind of taboo to talk about the Illuminati and all these things, but I do think it's very real. And, um, you know, God says, um, again, let me not guess what, but there's like this (laughs) overall notion in the Bible where it's like, you're either serving, you're either serving Christ or you're not. There's not right. no there's no in between of like, oh, I'm a good person. Like it's either Christ or not. And I think, you know, respectfully, everybody's on a different journey with God. Like more people are deeper than others. And I think it's all a process and it's all a journey. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as you seek God, He will begin to reveal things to you. Um mm-hmm. and I know for me, music was just one of the big things in my life. So it's one of the first things he tackled within me. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, I'm very big into looking into these artists themselves and who are they and who do they serve because um i don't want to listen to an artist who's who's putting healing energy in their song or whatever because like i don't know what what energy that is like if it's not jesus christ i'm not going to allow you to it's so hard because i love music and there's so many talented artists out there that i genuinely like miss their music and even if the music wasn't blatantly demonic or blatantly Mm -hmm. violent um just know just knowing who they serve um I just couldn't participate in that but i do think we should also be praying for these people as well because they have the opportunity to be redeemed as well jesus died for them too and um they're never too far gone so Mm -hmm. i think you know it all wraps up into one thing where it's like we are the body of christ and we're supposed to be that light and that pinnacle and that example of, of love in the world so yes yeah
0: yeah, and that's that's just huge. Like you said, we don't know what they're putting into the songs, and that's just another, you know, kind of bad part when we just listen for the beats because there are a couple mm. songs where I I love them. Those were my songs, and then when I go back and listen to them now, I'm like, did she really just say she's charging crystals at the full moon? Like, wait a minute, did she say that? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, gotta, you know, yeah. so that's that's just the crazy part gotta about go. it. That's what That that was a big point you mentioned about, you know, just never being too far gone. Because I'm like, I truly believe that. And I, I am a strong believer in the grace of God. So it's like, it, even mm-hmm. on TikTok, like we're both on TikTok. And so we see this every day, you know, people trying to embrace hell because they think, you know, God is just going to reject them. And I'm like, this is why. And I know people probably get tired of hearing it, but that's what sleep is for. You know, I'm never gonna get tired of saying it. So it's like this is why we constantly emphasize getting to know God for yourself. Because if you keep trying to seek God through these other people, you're always gonna get the wrong answer. And so it's like the love of God, the Mm -hmm. grace of God, is nothing compared to like what you have seen in the world. Like it's just so much greater than that. To the point where you can feel like you you didn't lost everybody in your life, but you still have one person and it's the mm-hmm. one person you're literally like, uh mm-mm. Right. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Um oh yeah, just about, you know, how you're saying <laughs> I had the same experience. And not that I've like gone out of my way to listen to secular music again, but sometimes you can't control it. You're out and about, you're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you're in a clothing store. And I was in Forever 21 the other day, and I forgot what was playing, but I'm over here si- it was Drake and I was over here singing, <laughs> and I'm like, Hold on, Bethany, we no longer support. <laughs> But it just um makes me also contemplate the fact that music itself, like regardless of lyrics, has power. And yes. Not to sound like some conspiracy theorist, but there are just some evil people out there and they like i I, I'm just that person who's like, I don't know if you are trying to hypnotize me with this beat so that I'm okay. just over here, <laughs> you know just chanting these lyrics not even understanding Uh the weight that they hold just because it sounds good um so i love how you use the word discernment because it's so important that we discern and like truly read the lyrics before we decide to really go listen to something right and and just ask ourselves is this something i want to be chanting out loud because you know the word says that um the power of life and death is in 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 the tongue so it's like am i gonna sing sing this song like you are participating by singing a song or rapping it you're participating in that speech and like what yeah. is this but you know words are seeds what am i planting by singing this song and um also the script you you talked about anger i think that's a good point too because something that i started to ask myself is how do i feel after a certain song because right even I'm, artists I'm like this person yes yeah. um even artists like Gavion. i love him but you know i think a personal conviction of mine is like when you listen to that you think about Drex when you listen you're mad i'm mad all over right and you get sad and you start questioning oh god like i want this i want that or like you know i miss this Mm -hmm. it's it's very it's it's um what's the word i'm looking for you're 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 taking 10 steps back Mm -hmm. you know god's trying to pull you forward forward and you know this music triggers a memory that you know god is trying to renew your mind renew your spirit and you know you keep trying to hold on to that past so that's one of the ones for me where it was a personal conviction because um some of his songs are very sentimental and like loving, um, yeah. talking about love, but just more the sad aspect of love. Exactly. So how do I feel after the song? Am I having lustful thoughts? Am I angry? Am I missing someone who God purposely removed in my life? Um, yes. Because again, music has that power to evoke emotion. I think that's one of the beautiful things about it, but yeah, um, it can be used in a more God glorifying way at the right. same time.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the beautiful thing about worship music. I don't know why I was so asleep on worship music before. <laughs> and I think it was because, like, between my church and my family, I feel like I have been listening to the same gospel songs on repeat <laughs> for the last 20 years of my life. And yeah. so it's like when I actually went out and it's like, you know, Maverick City. I know yes. one of my other favorite artists, um... I hope I, I don't want to butcher none of their names, but Kareem Hawthorne, um, Evie McKinley, um, Tarian. Like it's just so. Artists. many.
1: Hmm? I don't know these artists. So I'm gonna have to go look after this. I will
0: sing you some songs because there's some of them songs, and I'm like, Please wow, do. like
1: Please this do. is
0: this is what you know, like the good side of music feels like. Because, like you said, it's power in the tongue, hmm. and so it's like the way i think of it is um what's that song um okay i'ma just use i'ma just use <laughs> i'ma just use jasmine sullivan for example you know she okay. got that one song bust the windows out your car mm-hmm. right and so it's like me me you know screaming this song versus screaming right. praise a perfect god right yeah. so it's like man like you just have to worlds apart girl like worship music though i'm gonna sing you some songs i Who's i was you? sad this and Maverick City had a concert in Atlanta and I just I, I couldn't go like oh I don't know why I was just kind of last minute I gotta you know stay up to date in this Christian community because I had no idea really though like, wow. my friend just
1: went to <laughs> one last week but yeah. um that's something that I've also been passionate about starting on my TikTok um not that I'm some huge creator but even <laughs> you know even if two people can gain something from it but I started a collaborative playlist where mm-hmm. multiple people can go in and, and put their favorite gospel songs And i think yes. it just it encourages one another like it's possible like i get comments mm-hmm. how did how did you do it i i don't understand it's so hard and i'm like it's replacing we, we can do it like <laughs> it's possible right right and right. i think again we have we have that fleshly desire to listen to that a uh, be like mm-hmm. i love it I have. i just be honest. Like I love rap music. I love the beat. Like some beats are just so hard. They make you make that stink mm-hmm. face. Like just so good. But <laughs> God can use anything. And you know He's blessed so many r- Christian rappers who are glorifying God with their tongue. Yes. Um So I think that playlist has helped me feel like you know God is using me to just start a movement or it just spark spark the conversation at the very least. You know, yeah. asking yourself, can you serve two masters? At the end of the day, is what it boils down right. to. But um yeah i've been very adamant about sharing my playlist as well mm-hmm. um just because it's encouraging and yeah. um it's fun to explore new artists and make playlists and um things of that nature so that's what i try to do but definitely send me i don't know any of those people besides They're
0: amazing but yeah just back to what you said kind of about people not really wanting to depart from that you know just mm-hmm. regular pop culture type music, as Christians, why do you think it's so hard for us to, you know, mm-hmm. remain faithful in a secular world?
1: Because it's part of human nature for us to want to be part of a collective. Mm-hmm. It's part of human nature to want to belong to a people group. Um, yeah. It's part of human nature to want to be a part of the majority. Exactly. And as Christians, um, w- when we decide, you know, I'm going to follow Christ, we're making that decision to deny all of that yes. and to say you know what i'm going to swim against the current i'm mm-hmm. going to be set apart yeah. i am choosing to set myself up for a mockery even i'm choosing yeah. to be an outcast i'm choosing to stand apart from the crowd um and that's part of the assignment and i feel mm-hmm. like some people don't understand that and i think that's why this journey of mine is so real now because i'm taking all these things into account and understanding, you know, I can't call myself a Christian and still go drink and party. I cannot call yeah, myself exactly. a Christian and still speak how I used to speak. You know, it it, it's, um, it requires being set apart. And exactly. I think a lot of it is accepting the fact that nobody ever said it was going to be easy. Like, at I think all. once you accept that challenge if oh, this is going to be hard, then at least you're well-equipped to yes. um, go on the journey with God, obviously. But when you go in naive and think, you know, this is going to be easy – you might just fail, and you might just um, slip back into your old ways because it's really hard to stand up apart. It is, especially in our society, in our culture, in our generation, where Christianity is so hated on because yeah. there's so many misconceptions and misunderstandings, and also misportrayals. Like I think people, unfortunately, um, are sometimes the church has been hypocrites. We've been yeah. spears of people. hatred. So. You know our society and our generation when they hear christian they hear hater they hear they hate me me and judgment so it's hard to align yourself with that but i think that is the assignment of this generation now is to disprove all of that and be a true christian and that requires being set apart so that god can use you um and something i'm learning is he wants all of you you know you can't just surrender one thing and say god i'm I'm gonna just hold on to this one thing you can have everything else like he wants everything and once you give him everything is when he will use you because you're an open vessel for him to really use so i think it's hard for a lot of reasons but it's also very fulfilling when you find yourself in that place when you're like you know what i don't care like
0: yeah
1: because for me something i try to remind myself of because i'm i mentioned earlier i'm a people pleaser and like sometimes it's really hard for me to be in that position of like oh my gosh everybody's hating on me in the line of fire yeah yes um something that my dad instilled in me is like who who are you going to stand before Mm-hmm. Are you going to, are you going to stand before that friend of yours who you're scared or what she's going to say that when you tell her you're a Christian, are you going to stand before that professor? Are you going to stand before that random person on the street who just called you a name? Like, are you going to stand before God? Right. And that's something that I try to um, remind myself of because at the end of the day, um, there are just so many things that are much bigger than us. and. Mm-hmm reminding myself it's not about me and they hated jesus first um exactly. and you know when when we face persecution it's not us they're coming against it's jesus and right it's his, and it's his word right. um it's the same reason they crucified him so like why would i think today it would be any different so exactly
0: yeah because i know that
1: was such a
0: big kind of like epiphany i had um when i first like made a video about my testimony and just kind of started to be more open about what I believed and, you know, God and Jesus Christ, I got so much heat. Like, mm-hmm. and this is the point where I, I really didn't even realize because this was in the beginning. I got so much right. heat and I really didn't realize why people were so mad. Like, why are you so mad? Because I chose <laughs> to let Jesus save my life. Like, why, why right. is it, you know, bothering you and then I realized, and I, I promise you, I had to get in the Bible because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't understand, like what is going on right now. And I read the same verse you read. It's like, you know, of course they're gonna hate us because they hated Jesus first. And then the next one that I just always think of when I just think of those people who were so mad at me, because there was some people saying some some mean things, and I'm like, well, how did I? How is this hurting you in any way, shape, or form? Mm-hmm. But um, I think about when Jesus was being crucified on the cross, and He got he has these people, you know, mocking him, saying stuff to him and, you know, even the people that were like beating him and stuff. But yet he still had it in him to pray for them and actually, you know, tell God, you know, Mm. forgive them because they don't they don't know like they don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, I do always have to remember that the hardest part for most people is just being set apart but of course when they look at us they don't see exactly what we do because because they are still a part of the world they still have this veil over their eyes and so until that veil is removed there's always going to be some type of you know dissension like in there right. and so true. that that was just the hardest part for me but i definitely do agree with what you're saying like not everybody feels like they're one ready or equipped to stand in that line of fire that's called Christianity because I, mm-hmm. I kid you not, like we, I see your comments, I see other comments, I see my comments. Sometimes we have people mad. Every Just day. mad. It's always something. Just mad. Just, Just mad. mad. For no reason. Right. And I, and it, I know it's some people, I can completely completely understand because i know people who have been hurt by the church personally i can't mm-hmm. you know say that i personally have you know thank god that's not something that i specific, specifically went through but i do know plenty of people who are mad at god because of something that you know the church did or the people in the church did and the best thing i try to say to them because life with i could not even imagine life without the love of god and so mm-hmm. Mm. That empathy in me, I have empathy for, you know, so many people when I can just notice like you're like you're letting that hurt block you from receiving the love of God that God still has for you. But it's like you don't know because you were hurting. So I'm telling them, I'm just like, you know, I know this person in the church hurt you. I know this church hurt you. But one thing you always have to remember is those people are not God. Because God would never Thank do you. you like that. That's Thank that's you. not God. Because God right. would never do you like that. And that's why it's like, as Christians, I always try on my part to emphasize the love and grace of God, but just not coming from a place of hate and a place of conflict. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, have ex- have um those experiences from Christians, and that's why a lot of them
1: run from Christianity as a whole. So, Definitely. Yeah. I agree, because... I'm someone who has experienced church hurt um, just by one individual um, in specific who was actually a leader of the church. Mm. Um, and for a while, I struggled um, with coming back to that church, which is a church that I attend now because of it, because it was very confusing. But um, even so, just in society, we hear a lot about church hurt and Christians leaving the church because of it. And it's sad because it's heartbreaking because yeah. at the end of the day, we are people. Yes. We can try our hardest to reflect God. It will never, it doesn't matter. It will never work because we we're born in sin. We're born in that, in this sin nature and he's God. Like we're just so imperfect and you know, we're hypocritical and all these things until we let the love of Christ change us from the inside out again. But, um, People are not the perfect representation of God. Like we, mm-hmm. we can't be. So I think it's frustrating. And again, I'm empathetic as well. But it also is frustrating to hear people say um, things like that because it's like that wasn't God that hurt you. You know, You're right? Exactly. And God and God is probably crying right there with you because mm-hmm. it breaks his it breaks his heart when that happens. Um, yeah. I think we forget like he he has emotions and he really does care about the ins and outs of our lives. Um, and he is just so empathetic and, and so loving. And he's literally our heavenly father. They call him, yes. you know, father for a reason. Um, so, yeah, it's just frustrating. But, in, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking, too, because the church is supposed to be a place. It's supposed to be a hospital. Like, you're supposed mm-hmm. to go with your problems. You're supposed to go broken. It's not for perfect hypocritical Christians who think they have no sin. Yeah. Um, there is a reason um, it's supposed to be a hospital. And we're supposed to just be perpetuating love at all times. But obviously exactly. we're people and we fail and we need to rep- repent all of sure. that. Yeah. All short. Um but yeah. I agree yeah. with that. And
0: one thing I always just think of now because um I read this in Jackie Hill Perry's book and so she actually wrote it says if God is holy then he can't sin. If he can't sin then he can't sin against you. If That's he so can't good. sin against you shouldn't that make him the most trustworthy being he is? Mm-hmm. And when I heard that first of all I love Jackie Hill Perry and Me I love too. how she, you know, completely broke that down in like the simplest manner ever because people don't think of it like that people don't actually you know think of what it means to be a good god a holy god like perfect and so it's just like you know we we go through so much nobody ever said you know just going through this world going through life was going to be easy at all so it's like we go through so so much with people who are like natural sinners who do us wrong, you know, hurt our feelings, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, even sometimes we don't know, but behind the scenes, some people don't have the best intentions for us. Or some people mm. have, you know, like maybe praying on our downfalls and stuff. But that's one thing you will never have to worry about with God, because it also says in the Bible, you know, God's plan for you is pleasing and perfect. Yeah. But it's just a matter of actually being open and accepting that plan he has for you over the plan that you have for yourself. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times... People, and I know nowadays it's kind of a trend to try to find God within yourself. But Mm -mm. that's not, that's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. We're supposed Mm -mm. to find God for who he already is. And it's also, we're not supposed to, you know, okay, I need to get my life together and then I'm going to go see God and see what he's talking about. No. God said, come to me as you are and I'm going to help you. I'm going to build you up. I'm going to fix you. I did not tell you to go get your life together and then, you know, try to come. But... Because you
1: can't. And that's what I went through, you know, all throughout my college career. I would go to college, do worldly things, come home in the presence of my father, (laughs) who I said is a devout Christian. I would feel guilty. I'd feel ashamed. And um, I would just be on myself like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. Bethany, like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this. But it wasn't true repentance because I knew right on that in two months I would go do it again. But I felt that very emotional that you're saying it's like you know what god like i'm gonna get myself together and then i promise i'm gonna come back to you i'm gonna get right with you i just need to like do this i need to do this i need to cut this off little did i know i couldn't do that without him like you cannot you literally cannot we're not strong enough um he is you know we get our power according to his might you know he delegates that to us um, and we literally can't do it without him. So I think, and that's where the enemy gets us too, because he's the one who plants that shame and guilt there because yep. nat- naturally when you feel guilty and shameful, you're going to hide. That's what Adam yeah. and Eve did in the garden. They, they hid from God because they're like, that's oh my gosh, <laughs> mm-hmm. they stick their tail. Yep. Um, yep. so that's something I learned coming to Christ for real this time is that he meets you right where you are. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is open your heart, fear God, humble yourself. And acknowledge, okay, you are literally God, you know, more than I do, you know, the plan to have for me, you know, beginning from end, you know what I've done, you know what I will do, but you're still here and you're still gracious and loving to me. And I think that's what I just wish everybody would understand that aspect of God, yeah. just how loving he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. And it, it still doesn't make sense to me. Like even today, um, but I think that's our job as Christians is to walk about life being that to other people, right. you know, forgiving those who hurt you, forgiving those who've wronged you, loving your enemies, not holding grudges, um, being genuinely kind to people, being loving, genuinely. and showing that love to people that they've never experienced. Because right. something that I've been learning too is that the love we think we know on earth is literally nothing to compared to what real love is. At all. But we, we try to project that onto God. Oh, if God is real, why does this exist? Like, no, honey, that's what you think love is. What the Bible says love is, is that God is love. And God sent himself down. He humbled himself and came in the form of a man to die for his own people. I think that is love. And then continues to offer that sacrifice when we don't even deserve it. It's just, it's just like mind boggling to me. Mind blowing. Mind boggling. It really is. is. Um, (laughs) I've been trying to adopt that reality of love and trying to just share with everyone that I come across so that um you know it opens up doors to share your testimony like why are you like yes. that like why are right. you so kind and like why I've right. experienced this in my job the, the restaurant that I work at um this one <laughs> this one guy he was like Bethany why are you so happy like we hate this job and I'm like you're <laughs> right but, but I have the joy of the Lord and like you know mm-hmm. opening that door he comes to me like every week with questions like Bethany like since you're a Christian like can you date and like there's silly uh-huh. questions. But I take the time to answer them so that he can, you know, I can portray, you know, as best as I can, um, the love of Christ to people and, um, just like breaking those stereotypes of, oh, Christians, y'all just follow a bunch of rules and you're hateful and you're homophobic and it's a white, it's a white man's religion and, um, it's it's brainwashing, all of it, all of it. it. So every day I make a mission to just break down those stereotypes, break down those walls. And I try to be consistent because hypocrisy, hypocrisy, um, is anyone's biggest downfall like mm-hmm. for you to say something and not do it yeah so yeah I talk a lot.
0: honestly that, that's so sweet <laughs> no girl me too it's okay <laughs> but that's so sweet and that's that's amazing like just how you make sure you're no matter where you are what you're doing that you're spreading the love of God and I just love how transparent you are about you know the whole college thing because it's the truth and a lot of college students don't want to admit it but yeah we go to college be one person come back home be another person could be different for others you know but it's somewhere along those lines and so one thing that I started to find pretty odd once I was saved is just the idea that since we're young we should kind of use that as a free pass to you know get drunk party have casual sex and just a lot of other worldly things and then it's like if we deny these things it's people who want to claim that we're missing out on life or it's all a part of being young and then it's like i definitely don't agree with this or the ideology with the whole you know yolo thing that goes along on. with it and so what are some things that you wish you would have known during this phase of your life
1: the college phase yes well through a very biblical lens very much obviously this earth is not my home mm-hmm. like it's going to come to an end um there's so many things that I wish I knew, wish I understood because first of all, physical pleasure ends, fleshly pleasure ends. That's why every weekend we go get drunk again. We go party again because it doesn't ever, it doesn't fulfill you. Okay. It doesn't sustain you. It's always going to run out. It's always going to need your punishing. It's just like an unending cycle of abuse, honestly, exactly. with substance. Um, and I experienced this in college. Um, and honestly, like, reevaluating my definition of fun, because again, all that fun would end. And like, for me, just being very transparent, the casual sex and the fornication, if anything, it just left me completely and utterly broken, having yeah. immense trust issues, having an unhealthy view of love and unhealthy view of relationships. Um, again, leading to a lot of my body image issues and self-comparison issues, because I opened myself up to those types of things. But um, looking back um again i look at everything through a biblical lens but you know jesus said whoever tries to save their life will lose it and whoever exactly. loses their life for my sake um i forget the rest of it but you know yeah. we'll have we'll have a, we'll have yeah. a ten- eternal life um so just trying to really remember that this life is going to come to an end yeah but what i do during this grace time because that's what it is it's a grace period
0: hmm
1: will determine where i end up for all of eternity um Will I be with the Father, the loving God, like the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, unconditional loving, gracious God, or will I get what I deserve and be in a place completely without God, completely without love? Because um, hell is really just the result of a place where God is not. And if anything, we look at the world today, with all this hatred and all these wars and violence, it's because we've taken God out of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we're on a tangent, but yes. if I could tell myself a few things while living yo- that YOLO lifestyle, it would be that like these things come to an end and more sp- more like just candidly college comes to an end. The real world is yeah, really not course. like college at all. Like in college, you're in a bubble, you're away from home, you have all the freedom in the world. You have essentially your own little house and you do whatever right. you want to do. Like that's not reflective of the, wor- the real world at all. Um, And also like it profits nothing too. That's what mm-hmm. I'm, as I'm studying the Bible, like, you know, the Bible talks a lot about like everything you do you're planting a seed and you're bearing fruits right like, what fruits are you bearing Brungy. what fruits was i bearing was i just getting drunk and having mm-hmm. casual sex and cussing up a storm and um it wasn't making me a better person right. it wasn't making me stronger it wasn't giving me like life experiences it wasn't making me a more loving person um ugh, it's just it's just cringy <laughs> like just for me to like look back if anything i'm so grateful for where god has brought me today but i um being yeah. in that place, I 100% understand others who are in it, especially those who go Chris- exactly. become Christian when they get home, and then when they go back to college, because that was me. And like for the longest time, I don't even think my dad knew. Like I was giving very much actor. Like he yeah. really did not. I don't think he suspected a thing. Um, wow. But I was living a double life, and honestly, I don't even know if I could call it lukewarm because I was just cold. Yeah. I was just on the other side very um, much
0: Hannah Montana
1: yes <laughs> so yeah I mean a lot of things but the main thing is just that again this life on earth it does have meaning it does have a purpose mm-hmm. and whether or not you choose to walk in it or not is up to you because we yeah. have free will
0: yeah. so yeah and that's honestly amazing to think about it and it makes me think about the verse in the bible where it says um what shall profit a man to gain the whole world yes but lose yes, yes 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 and mm-hmm. I know um, just for me, I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm a homebody. Didn't really do much when I was actually on campus. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really say I was living a double life. I mean, maybe a double life in the sense where I will actually leave my room when I was at home versus in college. But, <laughs> um, but back on topic, for me, it's just more so thinking of who, like you said, who you're going to have to answer to. Um, at the end of the day, because with me and with this and me and my mom are kind of just talking about this a little earlier. Um, but this hill with Jesus, this is a hill that I am, I'm legit. I'm ready to die on this hill. Amen. (laughs) Period. Like this is a hill I'm ready to, you know, die on. And so it's not a matter of, oh, well, my friends, my friends think the Bible is a man made book or, oh, my friends, you know, think God is trying to stop the fun or am I, you know, it's just like. It's making, it's making a choice and I choose to be with Jesus Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's, he's honestly the best friend that you could ever have. And just to show that, um, I know like, um, there's a lot of people on my TikTok who talk about it. I talk about it and you have, um talked about it a couple of times but I just remember when I really got into my walk with God I felt extremely lonely I lost friends I felt separated from like so many people in my family Mm -hmm. and like I told you earlier I came face to face to a lot of hate after sharing my testimony but despite what I was going through and you know wherever I was going I just knew that Mm -hmm. God was with me each step of the way so it's like what are some things that have really helped you stay committed to your faith in a world that just seems to have no faith at all.
1: Honestly, just knowing the truth of the matter, knowing how it's going to end when it's all said and done. Um, Paul talks a lot about keeping your eye on the goal and you know, waiting in earnest hope of the return mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Um, that keeps me grounded. That keeps me understanding that you know this is worth it and just my personal experiences with God and just the doors he's opened in my life and the favor, like, I can never say God's not real. I've been through too much. He has showed up for me too many times for me to ever say he's not real. Um, And again, just like him, you know, I prayed for wisdom and I prayed for understanding and he really did gift that to me. Um, And just trying to understand the more theological things in the Bible, like sin, for example, and why God gives us the 10 commandments. I think understanding all these things with a different perspective really helps understand the character of God more. And I think honestly, that's that's one of the big things too, is learning for myself who God was, because
0: exactly. I grew
1: up with people telling me who he was. And um, I operated based off of that understanding. But when I learned about the love of Jesus Christ, when I learned about what the gospel really was, like for me all the time, oh, Jesus died for you, Jesus died for you. It took me being 22 years old to really understand what did that even mean? Like, exactly. I, just, I, I had just heard it my entire life. Like, yeah, I know that, but like, I didn't understand exactly what that meant. So all of these things um, in a nutshell, just knowing the truth. And then like, I've been praying that God gives me a heart of compassion for this generation um, because they don't know the truth and Mm. they're blind. I think that's one thing, you know, you know, you know, you know the truth. You just walk different. Like your entire life changes because you have this revelation it's right Right. there we know how it's gonna end and um when you know the truth about something like you just you can't tell me nothing like i don't care what you say Mm -hmm. so um that keeps me faithful that keeps me grounded um that there's just something so much bigger than us there's something so much bigger than me and even my little battles that i'm battling in life like there is a spiritual war going on um right now and um, we don't talk about it enough, I don't think. We do not. We talk about, oh, I want a godly marriage and I want a godly this, but it's like, can we just have oh, like, a godly fight? friend group? Right. Yeah. And like all those things are beautiful. And like God, you know, he talks about them in his word, but at the same time, there's a mm-hmm. war going on upstairs. And I think, yeah, we, you, know. you know, not enough of us are participating in that word, myself included. But um, that keeps me grounded. Like I know the truth. And I want everyone else to know the truth and experience this joy that I have, regardless of what the world looks like, because I know where I'm going to be at the end of the day. And I wish everyone else could have that same security.
0: Yes. And living and walking in that truth. And that was so like... That was so true what you said about when we're younger we've been told like I can't even count on my fingers how many times I have been told about the story of Adam and Eve and Jesus dying mm-hmm. on the cross. But mm-hmm. it was not until and now I'm I'm going on 20 so it was not until 20 years later I'm like oh that's what they was talking about. Right. Oh, that's what that means. And yeah. so I know, like, I even have family members who, you know, you know, they probably listen to a little clip of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, they'll be like, you know, Janiah, where where was this when we were going to church? Like, why didn't you talk this much in church? And I'm like, I was not learning the things that I now know in church. And that's why it's so important in the Bible when Paul says, work out your own salvation because that's not to say like church just wasn't teaching me anything blah 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 blah. but it's like I was going to church but I was not taking that extra step I know um I'm a finance major so when it comes to stocks and stuff people are always saying you know do your due diligence I was not Mm. doing my due diligence when it came to the gospel and that's why it's like now I'm like just imagine if I didn't work (laughs) Three years ago. Yeah. Wow. And so yeah. that's why it's just so amazing um, to me. And another thing along with that would be something that I read in the book of Jude, which is contending for, for the, the faith. faith. Yes. And that, that's yes. huge. Because like you said, it's yeah. a spiritual, it's spiritual warfare. And a lot of times we don't talk about it or, you know, some people like, okay, some people will talk about it, but I think it kind of... I don't wanna say confuses but kinda, of, you know, puts some people off because they just come off as people who are constantly shouting demonic, 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 yeah. Satanic, Satanic, satanic. Yeah. So it, you're not realizing what we're actually seeing. We're actually seeing it's a it's it's a real thing. It's a mm-hmm. like it's it's going down in the spiritual <laughs> realm right now. So it's like, it you really know. Is. I hate to be that person, but, you know, like, and I um actually recently started reading this book by John Ramirez. It's called Armed and Dangerous, and he makes some very good points. I'm only in the beginning, but so far he's made some very good points just about as as a as a church, as a Christian, you know, as, you know, a fellowship, whatever you are, we need to be armed and dangerous yes. when it comes to the word of god and this that's is so something good. i'm personally going to start doing like spiritual warfare prayers like we need to literally be armed and dangerous like i need to be ready to slap a demon with my yes. Bible, like not literally but that's that's how it should you know be and so that's just you know a huge thing that we all just need to get a little more you know
1: yes immediately too is john ramirez that ex? um yes Satanist. Yes, I I've didn't watched
0: know he, a lot um, of his Yeah, I um, I've seen like one or two. I um, I didn't even know he wrote books, but I have a cousin who recently, you know, started preaching, and I saw him posting some stuff on Facebook around Halloween, and he posted this mm-hmm. one screenshot, and there were just a whole bunch of like prayers about you know renouncing different kinds of you know demons witchcraft stuff like that and i asked him like yeah what book is this and he's like it's armed and dangerous by john ramirez and i was like oh wow because i'm like those prayers i like it just has to be something that we do on a regular because we really we yes the severity of it it's it's severe and a lot of people don't want to you know participate in that but we that's something that we have to do like right
1: have to and it's definitely crazy because at the end of the day like we know god wins Mm-hmm, and yeah. there's no, there's no if and but about it. However, yeah. we know that God will allow Satan to do something So if his, pe- right. if his own people are not standing up and fighting, and fighting back against the schemes, there are some things God allows, as we know. We yeah. see in Job. Job, He allowed Satan to. He really just did Job so dirty, but God allowed no. <laughs> so it. So it it comes with participating in that war, because yes, at the end of the end of the end of the day, God wins. Period. However, yeah. there are battles that are taking place. You know, so i'm i'm right with you as i'm trying to i think it's hard to navigate what it looks like to pray in the spirit because yeah. for me i just be like yeah the lord rebuke you satan it doesn't feel like enough like i don't you know that's something i'm gonna try the to book. please do i love see. the title too like armed and dangerous period. period
0: because Forget. period
1: that's what Literally i want to walk around period like, like don't real. even don't even step to me and that's why yeah, I, that. I
0: struggle with the same thing not really you know knowing what to say because my line is i rebuke you in jesus name like <laughs> and so it's like just kind of yeah. knowing what to say and knowing exactly what's out there because that's another thing a lot of us really don't know exactly what it is that's going on and so that may be yes. another reason why we're not actively praying against it and so i'm you know that's definitely true. gonna send it to you
1: Please. and you can
0: check it out as well but yeah, yeah i just think you know When it comes to navigating this world, one thing that I always try to hold close to my heart is just the knowledge that Jesus has already overcome this world, Jesus has already Mm -hmm. conquered. The past, the present, and the future. And so if I'm with Jesus, I know, like, without a doubt, I'm good. And, of right. course, sometimes it can get very, very hard, especially for, you know, people our age. I see a lot of people on yeah. TikTok constantly, you know, just going on the whole thing about, you know, them losing friends or just not having many Christian friends. And it's like, while those things are important and we completely understand, I truly believe in... This is something I constantly have to put into practice on a daily basis. Um, but just seeking God's kingdom of above all else. And so yes. it's like, yeah, you know, I know you wanna I know you want your, you know, what is it called? Uh what is it called? Um, I guess godly relationship. It's called something else, but yeah. I cannot remember. But I know you want your godly relationship. I know you want, you know, your Christian friendships and whatnot and all those things are nice, but at the end of the day, the Bible says Matthew six thirty three seek His kingdom first. above all else, and yeah. all other things will follow. So yes just kind of keep that in mind, and especially when things get hard, just always remember Jesus overcome this world. So as long as you got Jesus by your side, you got a cheat code. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's that's just something I always keep in mind because yes, it does hard. I I, it. Like can't even like gets hard. But. It does. Yeah, definitely. But that's all I have for you. Do you have anything that you want to kind of tell me or the listeners and, you know, give
1: us before you go? Um, It was just an honor to be here. I think if any of the listeners are interested in checking out my TikTok, it's Born Again Bethany. My biggest um, goal right now is to start releasing music. I'm a singer-songwriter, and when I tell you God himself is writing this album, it's ridiculous, (laughs) and I'm just so happy that he's using me to... um, just speak his heart so if you want to stay updated on those types of things i would definitely encourage you to check out my tiktok um check out spotify playlist i'm really trying to encourage this generation to again just be more conscious about the music yes. listening to because it really is important um but i think that's it um thank okay you so is there much anywhere else we me. can
0: find you on social media or anything like that
1: oh yes i do have instagram as well <clears throat> It is Bethany.Fenice. Um, it's linked in my TikTok, mm-hmm. um, but I'll spell it just in case. It's Bethany, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y.Fenice, P-H-E-N-I-C-E. That's my middle name. So that is, that's all the social media I have right now.
0: All right. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today, girl. It was of amazing. Course. It was amazing. And so we'll talk to you guys next time. Yes. God bless. And so, with all of that being said, thank you so so much for tuning into this episode. If you would like to get to know me more and have more truth-filled, faith-based conversations, feel free to join me over on the She Prays First Podcast Instagram at She Prays First Podcast and on my personal Instagram at Janiyah Aaliyah. And if you enjoyed this episode and you're loving this podcast as much as I am, please be sure to screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag me. So, thank you so so much for listening to this episode of She Praises First. Podcast podcast and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.